Hello, I'm Tyler Rickroth. These are my associates. <laughs> okay. Kelly Hopkins. Yes. Brooke. Sonella. <laughs> Sonella and Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Kevin. Okay, Tyler, so what is your favorite line in the story? Uh, my favorite line? I think it's the line in the um, uh, fourth paragraph where it says, That was the way all the Abu Ging fell on the. <laughs> French yet? Not yet. Oh, you gotta oh, yeah. keep, going. keep going. I I can't keep going. I don't know how to do it. Okay. Just that's okay. That was the way all the Abuginis fell in love, as if struck by a pistol shot. And I really like this line because you know, it like gives some kind of like idea of where the relationship started off as, mm -hmm. but it also gives some kind of like foreshadowing of like some kind of death, yeah. where you know like ends up being um. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce any of their names. Yeah. No biggie. It was really good imagery, so I liked it too. Alright, go ahead and pronounce the the line. Wait, what? You have to say that quote in French. Wow. It seemed yesterday that this I don't know how to do a Louisiana accent. Just go for You're it. Really it. You got I it. believe in you. <laughs> I know. Because you I don't got know it. You got Continue it. Continue our amigo. Wow, it seemed but yesterday that this is, I'm just gonna skip over the names. Was was little more than a baby herself when Monsieur and Brian through the gateway of La Monde <laughs> had yeah. found herself lying asleep in the shadow of the big stone pillar. Beautiful. Oh, good. I love Thank it. you. I love Thank it. you. Are we going this way? I'll be yeah, here all week. Okay. Um, I'm Kelly Hopkins. And my favorite line was, I shall not die, I must die, I cannot be so unhappy and live. And I thought it was kind of interesting because like all the, it was very like simple terms, but like it had such like deep emotion and you can see like the complexity in her thought process and how like she couldn't do it anymore. Even though like she was so happy just like literally paragraphs ago. And, ooh, I don't want to do this. Ready guys? Go you got it. it. <laughs> Why, wow, it seemed but yesterday that Desiree was more than a baby herself a Monsieur. And riding through the gateway of Valmonde had found her lying asleep in the shadow of the big stone pillar. How are you that good at that? What? This Princess and the Frog, what can I say? That was so good. Okay. <laughs> so here was my quote. She disappeared. oh wait, okay. She disappeared among the reeds and willows that gray thick along the ba the banks of the deep sluggish bayou and she did not come back again. And I really like this one because um, it's, it's kind of dark, but like when I read it, like I was kind of like, wait, what? And it was just like really mysterious. So it like had me like think about it, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And okay, I'm going to butcher this, but we're going to try. Um, what seemed but yesterday that Desiree was little more than a baby herself when Monsieur and riding through the gateway of Valmond, I had found her lying asleep in the shadow of the big stone pillar. <laughs> okay, so my, my favorite line was, marriage and the later, the birth of his son had softened Armand Abigny or whatever, imperious and, exact, and exacting nature greatly, just because that does show how Armand really was actually a kind person at heart. It just needs something to 
activate it pretty much, but then we did see it got turned off later. And why it seemed but yesterday that Desiree was little more than a baby herself when Mazurei, in riding through the gateway of Bamunde, had found her lying asleep in the shadow of the big stone pillar. Okay, so the question is, explore how the author depicts the complex relationship between the husband and wife. And what I thought, basically, is in the very beginning, she kind of, like, depicts it as very, like, bright, and she really uses, like, nice imagery to, like, explain the love and passion that they have. But then, like, all of a sudden, uh, Monsignor goes, like, cold, cold wall, and it shows the, like, contrast between how much love they had for each other, and then after she had the baby, how he, like, just decided to push her away. And it's, I think that just, like, shows the growth and, like, the separation of their relationship. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. And uh, I think you put it like actually really perfectly. Thank you. Um. Well, as it did say in the sec in the second main paragraph, it did say how their, their, how Armand described their love as being struck by a pistol shot. So, so that they were both deeply in love, but then as we saw throughout the story, well, something changed something obviously changed but, yeah i don't know i think it's interesting though that they used like all the like things that he used to describe it were like not like good things but almost like i don't know like because you said pistol shot would you want to be shot by a pistol no do you want to be in an avalanche <laughs> no do you want to be in a fire no like i don't like it's just kind of like a weird way to describe it because normally when yeah. people talk about love it's like oh my god butterflies like not death <laughs> yeah, I, I think that sort of I think that sort of like foreshadows like the coming like I'd yeah. say destructive nature of that relationship. How uh, Armand sort of basically sort of like closes like her off and like the baby because yeah. he's racist now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, with like those describing words, I didn't really like think about it that way until like you said something. And, like, whenever I heard those, I was like, oh, well, their relationship must be, like, really passionate, and, like, they, um, they're probably really strong together, but then, like, the author really goes in, um, in depth with, like, the shift where you're like, oh, wow, like, he actually doesn't really feel this way about her, and, like, how Tyler was saying, it, um, it definitely had some foreshadowing with how their relationship would kind of end in like a disaster like pistol fire and like an avalanche it definitely contribu contributes to a big form of irony throughout the whole story because well like kelly said you don't want to get shot by a pistol <laughs> yeah and then it just kind of goes which could lead to death and then what we did see later on was death obviously because of Armand being kind of Maybe self-consciousness yeah. because about his race and not knowing. I think like, he like, kind of killed a part of himself because he always, it's like he, the whole time he was talking about how like it was so important to like protect his name and kind of keep that. And he put himself on a pedestal and I think it kind of, this information kind of like killed him. So she died physically and he kind of like a part of him that he held himself so highly yeah. died. So now he's like not, no longer this person. And then I think the whole time he was like kind of shallow, like he never actually really liked her because all he said is he said she was pretty and that she would be perfect to have his name not like if he liked her so kind of right, do it from uh, the start he never really said like there was never like a bit in the, like the short story where he's like oh 
I love Desiree uh, or how Desiree. I don't know how to pronounce. No, I'm not good. Don't even worry about it. But like he never really says like, oh, I love Desiree because you know like she's this and this and this. He just says, oh, she's pretty, and like just does not elaborate at all. Yeah, she's perfect for my name. Like okay. Like you can tell like he didn't really like. He didn't really love her. He cared for her to like some extent, but he didn't yeah. love her. Yeah. Um. I want to try on. I want to try to add on to that. But um. Let me think. I feel like he kind of just. What's like the word? Like he kind of just wanted to like use her as like um. I don't know. Like put. Yeah, kind of like a prop and like. He put himself and kind of her on a pedestal, but then he kind of just has this realization and just doesn't... Yeah. And he's kind of, like, yeah. blinded by it, by the whole spectacle of it all, and then, like, when he realizes, he's, like... Like, he realizes that just... It's not what he wants. Like, he just wants this picture-perfect version of himself, and when, like, the child is mixed, then he's like, well, I don't need the girl anymore. Like, she messed me up. Like, so... That's... It's a little awkward also because he is a slave owner. <laughs> yeah. And it... <laughs> That could probably lead to this is kind of more of a tangent, but it could lead to a revolt in there in that plantation. The so, this, so it does make sense why he, tries, he does want to try and cover that up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Historical context. <laughs> okay, so this is the new question. Now consider how the author explores the complex relationship between the emotions and social prop. Wait, what is it? Propriety. Propriety. Okay. Um. I have a quote, I'm not really sure how it goes with like social norms, I think, but maybe you guys can help me out with that a little bit. So I said that I kind of found like baptism in it. And uh, so it was the air menacing her peace. It was first to settle to grasp. And I thought that like this was baptism because that's where we first see like a really big shift in the tone and like their their like love for each other where she's like something's wrong and like she can like sense it through like this air that's like submerging her i'm not sure like how that would relate to social norms but it's an archetype so like i feel like with that it's like you know like more of like the juxtaposition type thing where it's like you know baptism is like viewed as like sort of like the start of a new life it's like birth like like, like, it's like birth well this it's like sort of like the start like the start of her death yeah yeah which did it's she so just drowning? Deep, I know. Did it or like something like that? It, or it was like because that's also that's kind of what I imagined when I like when you read it, yeah. Because like it also goes on later and says the threatening mist that she felt closing about her, and like that was kind of like she's like suffocating in yeah. her own like dread, kind of. Right. Does anyone else have a quote? I also feel like that could be like somewhat foreshadowing for like her death because doesn't she? Uh, isn't like she drowns or yeah and it's herself who does it to her i mean i guess in a way it's like obviously her but i mean like it's not herself that does it to her it's more like you know like armand and his or like i'd say mental abuse yeah because and there's a quote and it says she shall die she must die like she kind of feels like it's she has to and i think that's because of like the social proprietary because like you know like she wouldn't feel this type of pressure if it was like if her child like if she had if he hadn't like said that her child is mixed and he won't have her here like it's all she was like happy like two minutes ago like i don't know it's all the pressure that 
bestowed upon her emotions. Yeah, I feel like connecting that where like her dread's kind of coming from how her husband feels and like she really cares about what he thinks so like that's kind of being put onto her. Yeah, right. Yeah, because like, you know, like that love, like it's, it's mainly sort of like a one-way street where it's just like I'd say like it's a two-way street, but like there's just a lot of traffic on one side. Yeah. <laughs> I think he, she loves him, and he loves like the idea of her. Exactly. And yeah. So like, cause he loves how he makes her, how he, she makes him look. Cause there's this quote that says, "Moreover, he no longer loved her because of the unconscious injury she has brought upon his home and his name." So basically, it's just him saying that like since she tarnished him and his like people's vision of him, like he no longer needed her. Like he no longer needed her to be this pretty woman because she messed his life up, which I guess was all he thought she was good for. So, hashtag. There's a lot about social norms back then, too, because (laughs) I feel like they did based upon looks there, which is definitely what happened in this one. Not really looking at everything else, and the moment that something was not right, looks-wise, Armand just said, nope, you're out of here. Which is obviously not not the best way to look at a relationship. Or try and have one, so really in contrast to what we see nowadays too i think you know like like the moment at the end where he sort of like yeah, realizes that saying. like oh like the the mixed race that came from me guys what a twist i know <laughs> and oh, no. like i feel like that sort of um represented like his like him like dreading like you know like how um i forgot how to pronounce your name Desiree. Desiree. How, like, you know, she was sort of, like, dreading that, like, sort of moment that, you know, like, Armand, like, you know, wouldn't love her anymore. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, that came to fruition. He was sort of, like, I feel like he was kind of dreading or it was like, oh, it's it might be me. Who knows? After, like, he sort of realized that, like, after, you know, like, he sort of, like, thought about, like, you know, like, Desiree going away and now she's gone. I feel like he could have, he probably would have like had some thoughts about like, oh, was like it actually from me? I don't know, I feel like maybe all of his like pushing her away was kind of him like reflecting that it, like him in denial that it could be Exactly, him. yeah. Cause like, I don't know, like I feel like if it's someone else, like you can obviously just be like mad at them, but he kind of felt like more of like he was in his own head and like pushing her away because of it. So, mm-hmm. I think he knew all along. So this next question is about archetypes and uh, what archetypes did you uncover in your reading and how do they contribute to your understanding of in the previous questions? And we mentioned baptism earlier for this like one quote, she was drowned, she was suffocating in her uh, dread, mm-hmm. which I think it, it does foreshadow like her, um, like it just like showed some kind of like baptism and it's a good juxtaposition like we mentioned earlier about how baptism is like mainly like a start of a new life, but like this however is like the start of a death yeah and this like culminates in her like literal like drowning which is also like really good juxtaposition because again like she's dying while she's drowning which connects to baptism yeah um to add on to like i know we keep using baptisms and hopefully that's okay i'm not sure if it would also count as sacrifice but um one of the last lines it talks about how she was like she killed herself in the bayou with her baby i think right yeah and um that was like a baptism and she was like submerged in the water and so was the baby 
but for that to happen there's then a truth that comes out of it which is kind of why I'm like is it it's kind of like a baptism and a sacrifice because she makes that sacrifice so that like the guy can like he realizes that like oh yeah shoot <laughs> I think it might have been like a sacrifice of herself. Yeah. Kind of like, because it said the whole time she was like in her head and she was like, I don't know, I think she was willing to like sacrifice this pain that she has just to like be free. So. But, um, I, yeah, what do you think? I'm sorry, I interrupted. No, 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 I was going to change the. I'm, I'm honestly not sure about that because like, I feel like she wouldn't have known, about, she wouldn't have known about the letter, right? Yeah, like, you know, that's she, true. She was considering that, like, oh, I was, like, the fault of this, so I'm gonna leave, and I don't like it here, because, you know, he's accusing me of these things. And I... I feel like if, like, she was concerned about, like, oh, whether or not, like, you know, I, like, brought this upon us, or, like, you know, like, I did this, so he doesn't love me anymore, so I'm gonna leave now. I feel like she, if, like, this weren't the case that she knew about the letter and she knew that he was gonna like read it as he was, she was, he was like burning her stuff, then like, I feel like he, she would have just like given it to him. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm sorry for like being just like, oh, your idea is no, bad. No, 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 that's how it Oh no, work. I totally get that. You're all good. Did you wanna have, you had something, right? Oh, I had a different archetype, but. Oh, like, I think yeah, we're sure. ready. Okay, yeah. So basically like weather or, and like season is a big archetype and right before Desiree kills herself it says it was an October afternoon and the sun was just sinking which means it was fall which we learn like kind of means like near the end of your life and you're kind of like slowing things down just kind of how it feels especially when it says the sun is sinking like just sinking which like you know you can kind of visualize the sun like setting over and it's all kind of like orange and like warm and it's just like kind of like the big like end of her life do you think because it kind of seems like peaceful which is kind of like why I think it might also be a sacrifice because it, yeah. it was like just her like ending her life it would feel more dark but it was more of like a peaceful act rather than like just death you also then see that with her submerging herself and sinking in in the Bomb. in the swamps yeah. area with her and the baby so there's a little more kind of irony found with it and connections I noticed the October part and like I didn't, when I read it, I didn't realize that, like, they died. I was just kind of confused. Me neither. But, like, when you point that out, I'm like, wow, okay. I thought you just, like, left. Yeah. I thought it was more just like, oh, it's it's more metaphorical about, like, you know, how she's leaving that life behind. She didn't come back. Well, like, yeah, she left. I kind of just, like, looked at it, and I'm like, huh, I wonder if that means anything. And then, like, I was like, oh, maybe not, but you connected it. It's good. She's technically a murderer, too. We don't like, talk about that. Yeah. Like, why'd she have to kill her baby? Sorry, because he's the one who brought the kind of dread to the situation, I, I guess, sure. in a sense. She never liked the baby either, though. It's kind of sad. She, so, like, so she always shuddered at it. And then she called it it the whole time. She lifted it. Like, yeah, exactly. She was, like, kind of... There's a manifestation like, of her pain. Jealous, kind of? I don't know. Just baby. I think it was just like a reminder that like, she, I mean, even though she didn't do something, it was always just a reminder that like, like a physical reminder that she, the man doesn't love her anymore. Alright, exactly. Yeah. I feel like, you know, like that sort of like anti, like love, like hate, yeah. sort of transferred like onto her for the baby. Because, you know, like the baby in her eyes 
it like she probably would have thought that he caused all these problems because you know it's like yeah. it's mixed. Like it, it was the fault and he was blaming her. Yeah. Right. Alright, so this question's about like secrets in other media like books. We were talking about a short story, but books, movies, TV shows, etc. What purpose do they serve and how do they help us to better understand a character's motivation? And for this one, I chose the classic movie, Ice Age. And why did you pick Ice Age, Tyler? Because, like... Sorry about that. Because, you know, <laughs> the saber-toothed tiger, what's his name again? I forgot his he name. He looks like a Mike. So Mike, Mike it's, I'm gonna call him Mike. Mike wants to eat the baby that like Manny and Sid are carrying around for like you know his, his pack of yeah, yeah. saber tooth tigers, and I feel like that's like. Oh. It's Diego, not Mike. My bad. Diego. Diego Mike. I'm gonna call. I'm just gonna keep on calling him Mike, honestly. And so like, yeah, I think it helps understand a character's motivation because you know like he's desperate for validation, and like you know like. But over like the course of the movie, he he like realizes, oh yeah, I don't want to eat this infant because you know it's like an infant, and I kind of like it. So then like he turns on his like uh, his pack, I'd say, and yeah, I feel like it's like it's more of like a motivation. Like he's motivated by like being loved or like being appreciated in a sense. Like he wants to be appreciated by you know his tribe or pack or. Whatever I don't know what saber tooth tigers like refer to groups of themselves as, you know like and then like you know he feels that with like the ice age baby and yeah, like Manny and Sid. You should have ate the baby. Would have made this story <laughs> so much more simple. I agree though. That's like Desiree sort of kills her baby. Anyway. <laughs> so another movie we also saw lots of secrets in was Frozen. Frozen, yeah. Let it go. Oh. Starting off like the whole movie, we saw yeah, Elsa. Yeah, we saw baby <laughs> Elsa stuck in her in her room with she had to wear the gloves to try and hide the powers because she didn't want to hurt anybody and she didn't want to get I don't know maybe killed like a witch, being called a witch or something because it's pretty hard for a kid to hold a secret like that. Her parents knew about it, but Anna did not until later on when they went to the castle. Wait, no. No, when she during the party, when she accidentally got really mad and then yeah. did her ice powers, almost killing somebody. So she wants. Yeah, and it was kind of sad. Like her secret kind of manifested her in like a really negative way, and she was really just like stuck her whole life. And then the other guy who had a secret was his name Hans. I don't like. Oh yeah, <laughs> we don't like Hans. He straight up lied because he had uh, other motivations to just be. A in power, in power, because yeah. he had like what 12 siblings, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't remember that, but <laughs> yeah. so he just wanted he, like the guy in this story, just wanted power and to be on a pedestal. Yes, hashtag parallels. One succeeded though, <laughs> one didn't. Very um, true, actually. I don't know what else. We, I'm not sure if you guys talked about this, but like it kind of shows like her motivation with trying to like she doesn't want to feel like hurt and she doesn't want to hurt other people because like she hurt Anna in the beginning yeah. and it, it just kind of shows her like personality and like how her her past like really affected her for a, a lot of her life mm -hmm. and do we have any other movies oh, I forgot about that part in the beginning where they're 
jumping on the snowballs the snow and then she got struck in the head. <laughs> and then the, the trolls had to take that away from her. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got shot by Elsa. I have a series we also saw it in was Stranger Things with, what's her name, Eleven? Eleven, Eleven yeah. yeah. After being rescued from the Russian Russian testing facility. Maybe keep her a secret. A bald little girl in a hospital gown. A and what was their motivation to, well, oh, well, to keep it away from the scientists. Also, they just yeah. kind of, it just, like, highlighted their, like, relationship for her in some way. Because it was yeah. like, they cared so much about her that they would, like, do this, like, I don't know, illegal, I don't know. They'd get involved with Russian politics. <laughs> Is it Russia? I don't really know yeah. what's going on. And with Russian scientists with like death guns. So I mean it yeah. shows like they're like that they really care about her and like the secret is like worth them like being and knowing her. So Yeah, and just like overall just shows their trust for each other yeah. and eleven. And then eventually they like almost died like forty thousand times because of it, so I guess you could say we need a season four. Dude, it's only coming out next year. It's fine. Just oh, we're done. Well, thank you for listening. I think you should drop Stranger Things right now. <laughs>